On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about the 76ers getting some help back. Maybe. Looks like it. They're looking like they're trying to salvage their three-game trip with a victory in Houston. A big help will be James Harden. We'll talk about his return and much more right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, along with my co-host and partner from TheInquire.com. And Sixers beat writer live from Houston as we get ready for Sixers Rockets later on tonight. What's up, Keith? What's going on, man? How was the weekend? It's, it's been good. It's been good. Relaxing. You know how that goes. Just relaxing. Get a little Saturday and Sunday in H-Town, huh? Mm-hmm. Had to yeah. get the barbecue, bro, today. <laughs> is, is, it, is it that good? I've never been there. It, it's good. I mean, I guess the spot that I went to wasn't the best <laughs> But it was, it, but it, but normally when I come here, I go to other spots and uh, it was okay. Just okay. so you just try out different ones to see. Yeah, I, was, I don't know. Today it was just like you know, you know how you like you go to a city and you can go to a, a, a restaurant like a chain restaurant that you know yeah. of, yeah. Or you say, let me just try something authentic. And maybe I was in Memphis and I had better barbecue, right? So this didn't compare at all to the stuff I had in Memphis. So Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I've never been there, but if I do, I'll make sure I reach out to you and get the recommendations of the right mm-hmm. spots to be in uh, to get some grub. Well, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. We hope you all had a great weekend. Remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here at YouTube, on YouTube, at Locked On 76ers. We appreciate you checking in to start off your week as we get ready for uh, a, another week of basketball with the 76ers. And ironically enough, only two during the actual weekday, Monday tonight against the Houston Rockets and Friday against the Los Angeles Lakers hosting LeBron James and company to start off a seven game homestand. What we need to talk about tonight, James Harden uh, coming back. This was a target date that we found out about a week ago that this was the game that he was looking forward to. Makes sense, you know, being in the in Houston for all those years. Made sense for him to come back in this game if that was that right around that return date. We also need to get into something, Keith, that you wrote about on TheInquire.com uh, in regards to Doc Rivers speaking about Shake Milton's play. When James Harden comes back, uh, he's, somebody's going to go to the bench, whether it's Melton or Milton. And it's probably going to be Milton in this case because Melton was already starting uh, when James Harden was out. So we need to talk about what he said and his role moving forward. And also in the final segment, as always, on the game day, we'll give everybody our keys to the game of, again, trying to salvage this three-game trip with a win, not going winless. Keith, James Harden has been out for a month uh, dealing with the foot injury, and he's eligible, it looks like, to come back. He played five-on-five in practice on Sunday, uh, his first run there with the team. Uh, what can you share with us and how important, obviously, is it for him to come back and play for this team now? I mean, it's extremely important for him to come back and play now. I mean, you know, he could wait until Friday 
But at the same time, you know, basically he's, 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 he's scheduled to come back. And, and I think the only holdup would be if he has a setback, like barring a setback, James Harden will return, you know, Monday night, I mean, tonight against the Rockets. Right. And, you know, basically, you know, he, he was, you know, talking about how, um, you know, all he to get yet yesterday was his first day of practice. He wants to go in this shoot around, see how that feels. And if it feels well, then he's going to play. You know what I mean? Because yesterday was the first day that he practiced. So, he, you know, you could have some swelling. You could have some discomfort the next day. But everybody's going about it as if he's going to return. And I think it's going to be huge for the Sixers because, you know, you look at their last two games and they couldn't really do anything as far as like ball handling. Uh, as far as passes and all types of things. They just look like they really missed him and they missed Tyrese Maxey, um, you know, their star power, so to speak. Now, here's something. This I tells you how important James Harden is to the Sixers. And I'm going to use um, P.J. Tucker as an example. So you you look at P.J. and you say to yourself, like, you know, P.J. is a guy – who basically is um, benefits from Harden more so than anything. So the forward averaged 6.2 points on 59.5% shooting, including 56.6, um, 52.6% on three-pointers in the nine games that Harden played in. When Harden didn't play, Tucker averaged just 1.9 points on 28.1% shooting, 27.8% on threes, right? And he failed to score in seven of those 14 games. So right then and there, that gives you a huge example of how vital, vital James Harden is to this team. Yeah, as far as Tucker goes uh, with Harden, you know, when we talk about when we have these conversations, you with the uh, readers, uh, me with the listeners, and speaking about his lack of point production. And one of the things I always bring up is the uh, ability of James Harden to get PJ Tucker an easy shot, not just that corner three where he draws more attention than say Shake Milton or DeAnthony Melton, but also when he, when they play that pick and roll and he is able to dive into the lane and get one of those push shots off uh, right there in the painted area. That's something that PJ Tucker involved in the offense wise is, 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 is effective because of James Harden. When others are there, it doesn't really work that way. He's just out there doing what he's been for the past couple of weeks where the shots have been a, a little, you know, sparse. And, and and that's the case. But we know how effective he is and how important he is to helping the offense go. It's Embiid's offense. We know that. But the star power, to your point, of not only Harden, but when you factor in Tyrese Maxey and what he does, they most certainly need these guys back, and it's important to have James Harden come back tonight. I looked at it also, Keith, when you spoke about having the week off potentially just to get ready for the Lakers on Friday to kick off the seven-game homestand. I thought that it was a good tune-up uh, for him uh, to, to get back and get his legs underneath him against this Houston Rockets team. Not saying the Lakers are that much better uh, in terms of their record, but they've started to win some games. We know that they have better players in general. Uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, this one here with the Houston Rockets, no disrespect, but they are still a rebuilding team that you look at. 
And it's 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 better, in my opinion, to come in and get that work in against them than have it be a first game against the Los Angeles Lakers. If you could. And and they are doing that uh, in that way where it, it seemed like it worked out better for him. Now, we'll see how it all plays out. Maybe it won't have any impact at all. Maybe it'll be it'll be rusty in both of these games. But I, I, I do look at this Houston game tonight and feel like it's, it's a really good spot for him to come back. Uh, Harden needs it. Uh, some of the other guys need it. And most certainly this team needs to find a way to pick up a win and, and salvage again this this three-game trip and not go winless on, on these uh, three games here. Blowout in these last two – well, last game they made it close, but the blowout in the first one, how they were being blown out in the second one, but ultimately lost in a closer game. And I don't, yeah, they was about to get, uh, you know, yeah. Doc, you know, it was like, woo, but, yeah. but nah, yeah, yeah, they lost. Yeah. yeah. They, they need, never, I can ask you a question tonight. Was there ever in doubt? No, no. Yeah, okay, good. My man. No. Because, no, no, no. yeah, because some people was like, nah, if they would have got that call, I'm like, bruh. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Nah, they need James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, too much stuff. Like, uh, we haven't really, t- we haven't talked about it since Friday, since we weren't on, but, the Steven Adams offensive rebounds, right? 10 Ooh. for him as a as an individual, offensive rebounds alone. And then the team of the Sixers collectively had 10. Uh, the fact that they were out-rebounded by, what, 12 uh, on, the, on the boards in general and the second chance points because of that, yeah, they, you know, they, they need stuff like this. Not that James Harden is going to come in and be a rebounding machine, but he does average about seven boards a game uh, to help out Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid on the glass also. So, yeah. Uh, it's important to have him back. I'm, I'm glad that he's coming back now. When, when the injury happened, Keith, like you typically talk about with injuries to teams and especially good teams, I'm, I'm happy that it happened now and not later in the season when they got ready for their playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I'm with All right, you. when we come back and we talk about the importance of him coming back and uh, helping out everybody else, it also slides players back into their roles. One in particular, Shake Milton, Doc Rivers. You had a chance to write a story while being on the road with him about Doc Rivers speaking about Shake Milton and his role going forward. We'll get into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. And before we get into all of that, I got to tell you about Tarot, uh, the world's largest car sharing marketplace. This is the place that when Keith is on the road, makes sense. You look for Tarot if you could. Why? Uh, why Tarot? Well, because you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles with just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. The holidays are coming up. Again, you may not want to drive your car. You might want to use something else. Tarot is the place to go. You can find an affordable economy car on your budget, and it you just need to get from point A to B. This is the place to go. Test drive the new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. You know it's not a big deal. They have all of these charging stations now. So check that out. Tero Host can deliver the car to you also. So you don't have to move so much. They can just bring it to you. Every trip is backed by liability, insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Tiro.com. Okay? Cool. Make sure you do that because, hey, why wouldn't you? Nice car service there for you. All right. Thanks for making Locked On 76 is your first listen today. For your second, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter 
the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Keith, Shake Milton has done an admirable job stepping in for both Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, whoever you feel like his role. Let's just say he and Melton together in the backcourt have done a really good job uh, when they've had to, since they've had to take over on the long term of this month. Now that Harden comes back, he seems like the ideal candidate to take a seat and resume his reserve role, except it's not resuming the same role that he had when the injuries occurred. He's probably now going to have a more increased role because of how well he has played during his starting time here for the 76ers. We've talked about a stretch, Keith, where he was averaging 23 points a game. Um, he's had 20 plus in four consecutive games assisting rebounding having really good control of the offense not turning the basketball over still playing well when Joel B came back uh, but Keith you had a chance to speak with Doc Rivers while on the road and Rivers mentioned how uh, this trip here has shown him now or this stretch here without those two guards in the backcourt has shown him that right now Shake Milton deserves to stay in this rotation yeah, true. You're right. And, um, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where Doc said, you know, there's always a competition going on, right? A competition for minutes. And Shake has proven that he should play. Hopefully that continues, you know. Can he play this role with shorter minutes? That's what happens. He says, you know, guys get a lot of minutes and they can play. They get shorter minutes and sometimes they can't. But he will be able to. Shake is just another guard. He says, we know we can use him. So that's really good. So, and, and he's right. I, I think that when you look at Shake Milton, you know, he's, yes, he's thriving in this role, but he can be that guy that the Sixers look at as someone who could come off the bench and give him some quality production. And the one thing is, you know, when you look at DeAnthony Melton, you always want to have him on the floor with another ball handler. Well, Shake can come in and run a second unit as the only primary ball handler, which helps the Sixers out because then, you know, you can get George Niang, you can get, um, you know, you can go smaller with um, George Niang, Paul Reed, maybe Montrez have some type of lineup, you know, a, a jump lineup, so to speak. You can get Matisse out there, you know, so I, I feel like he's going to help out a lot. And, and and Doc said, you know, he really likes what he sees. Now, again, here's the deal. Doc does have a tough decision. Although that Shake Milton is going to be a guy who's going to play, they have to make decisions on guys like Furkan Korkmaz, you know, and, and these bigs that we talked about, like who is going to play and who's going to get minutes. But, you know, right now, Shake, what he has done, has solidified himself as far as being someone that's going to get quality minutes in the rotation. Doing the exact same thing that he's doing right now, of course, production-wise, numbers-wise, it's not possible because he won't have the same amount of minutes. However, when Doc Rivers talks about can he still be the effective player that he is currently, by even though he's going back to the bench, isn't that, isn't that a question for you, Keith? Isn't that – um, something that also is on the coach 
to make sure that he has that same type of confidence from his head coach to still be that type of player. As you know, that when you are a reserve and it's not cemented from the very beginning, that a lot of the reason is because what, 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 what would we always talk about? If, if you make a mistake, you're going to get pulled, especially with these guys. And we would see it often. Shake Milton would get a couple of minutes, get five minutes, and then he'd make a mistake. Bam, he's out. Now, doesn't it look like, at least for me, uh, you know, I can't speak for you or any of the listeners, at least for me, is it also has to come from the coaching staff and knowing that there's a belief that you can go out there and do it. We're going to let you go out there and do it the same way we saw when you were getting 30 minutes a night. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I I, I do wholeheartedly. But at the same time, you know, I, I think what he's talking about is like, you know, there are certain dudes that when they got the ball in their hands, they can, you know, they they let the speed of the game come to them, so to speak. They're more da-da-da. But I guess he wants it to be more like microwavable. Can you just come in and just give you instant buckets, do things quick, quick, fast, and hurry, as opposed to like, just letting it come on to you. Because if you notice, the one thing I will say about Shake is, as good as Shake plays, he plays better in the second half. Because, or, or as the game goes on, because early on he's trying to fill it out. And then all of a sudden he goes in there. So, and then I mean, all of a sudden he starts heating up a little bit in the second half. So when, when I think of that, I kind of like can understand what Doc is saying. Like, yo, you're not going to get 30 minutes. You're not going to get 38 minutes. You're probably going to get 15 to 20 minutes. What are you going to be able to do in that time? Because we need you to be productive. And if you notice early on in the season when he would play, it was one of those things where he would play six minutes and he, would, he wouldn't do anything. He was just out there. So when you factor that in, yes, it is up to the coach, but also he has to learn to be more aggressive when he's just out there being a bench player. See, here's the thing. I think that's one of the things about Shake. He's always aggressive because that's his that's his mentality. That's his style. It was more of pulling him back and not allowing him to be aggressive because he would get off five shots in three minutes. You know what I mean, Keith? He would mm-hmm. he would get off that many shots and you're like, Shake, you want to move the ball? But now that he's scoring and he knows that he's scoring, he also knows that not only does he have the trust in, from his coaches, but his teammates trust him because they saw what he can do. Maybe that will make a difference for him uh, going forward in this new role, now backing up James Harden uh, if he's coming off the bench again. So I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what his mentality will be like uh, once James Harden comes back. Maybe we'll see it tonight. We'll cer- most certainly see it, I'm sure, on Friday later on in the week to see if it does, in fact, happen that way for Shake Milton. But he's done it a really good job stepping into the role that he has had to play since they've been out. Final one for us, Keith, we need to talk about with this uh, basketball team. We need to get into what they need to do to win tonight. They're playing a six-win team in the Houston Rockets. They haven't played, I believe, since Friday night also. So, And they're coming off a win. So they need to make sure that they are, are not underestimating this young, talented team that is the Houston Rockets. We'll dive into it next final segment right here, locked on 76. Let's talk about bet online, right? We we all love talking about bet online. I know I know D loves when I talk about it, even though neither one of us is really gambling, man. But you know, bet online is the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. 
get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. You're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use the mobile device and learn more. Bet Online. What do they say about it? Bet Online is where the game starts, people. Do it today. <laughs> might as well. You might as well do it for tonight's game. Get in there. Do it for tonight's game today. All right, Keith, for today, Sixers, uh, 12 and 10, going up against a 6 and 17 Houston Rockets team. They're 4 and 6 in their last 10, uh, 10 games back, uh, first place in the Western Conference. They are rebuilding. They're led by Jalen Green, the second year guard, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Jalen Smith was the number three overall selection in June's draft. So they have a collection of talent that's pretty good. They came back uh, after a big deficit on Friday in the uh, high teens. I want to say 20s as I was keeping an eye on it. I was at the studio, so I didn't get a chance to see it all. Um, But they they came back and they beat the number one seed in the West after being down by double digits uh, in the Phoenix Suns on Friday night. So they're a confident team. They have a lot of bounce to them. Uh, they can get up. They can get up and down the floor. They get a lot of shots off. Kevin Martin Jr., I mean, uh, Kenya Martin Jr., Eric Gordon is still there. So they have pieces. They have stuff. And they believe uh, in uh, Coach Silas uh, right now. Whatever he's doing, uh, coaching them, he, he does. they do play hard. And Jalen Green has taken a step from last season where he is a guy who can just flat out score the <laughs> basketball, man. I believe he had 30 on Friday night. What are your keys to tonight, especially after you saw how they lost on uh, Friday to the uh, host Memphis Grizzlies? You know, it's just two things. Before I get into the keys, I I, want to point out to people just how dominant the Sixers have been over this team. Like the Sixers have won five straight against the Rockets in 13 of their last 16 meetings, right? So, um, you know, you know, so that, that that's like the Rockets, one of the league's worst teams. And, like, this is a favorable matchup. I mean, the thing about it is I, I think that, you know, James is going to come in. He's going to play on a, on a minutes restriction. But the thing is they can't allow this young team to get out and run. They can't. They they can't. And, and I know the Sixers want to play with pace and they got to do something. But it just seems to me that, you know, when they played the first time against the Orlando Magic, the Magic had the big dudes out there. They was getting out. They was doing certain things, and they made it a little bit closer than than it should have been. The Magic is the worst team in the league, but at the same time, it's like they they gave them they 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 were younger and able to run. The same thing is going to the same thing happened with Cleveland. The same thing happened with Memphis. So. Right now, I think like this team, they have a bunch of young guys. I know what you're saying. The Sixers just have to control the tempo, I believe. They have to. Also, I think Joel Embiid has to impose his will. I mean, he has to get to a point where whoever's guarding him wants to like wave in the towel because he has to be. Because right now, as I know James is coming back, but in my opinion, Joel Embiid is the – I'm not going to call him X-ray because he's such a, a great player, but if he gets off, 
I think he will break the Rockets' will if he just does what he has to do. And then lastly, they got to play solid defense. They do. The guys like Matisse Thibel, um, DeAnthony Melton, they all have to play good, even down to uh, P.J. Um, Tucker. They have to play well. But my one concern about playing this Rockets team is that the Sixers have been in Houston for two days. And Houston is one of those cities like Miami and Atlanta. Oh, it's not, not just a place for you to get the barbecue, huh, Keith? Nah, man. Houston? Woo! Houston? Nah, you know, like, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a dangerous city, especially when you have four players, man, <coughs> who played for the Rockets organization. Like Harden, Harden Tucker, yeah. House Jr., yeah. And and guess what? And Montrez Harrell, yeah. And Montrez, and look, Harden, Tucker, and House Jr. all live here. So they, you know, like they all have family members and stuff like that. They all live here in, in, in the offseason. You know what I mean? This is their place. So, you know, it, it's going to be it, – it's tough to me. It's going to be – like they got to be focused. They have to actually be focused because – I'm telling you, for NBA players, love Houston. That's all I'm going to say. They love Houston. <laughs> well, I hope that doesn't uh, become a problem tomorrow night uh, when we see the level of play on the court from 8 o'clock to uh, 10, 15 tomorrow night. I mean, tonight. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, as far as your point, I thought you were absolutely correct about going back to the Houston example. When you let bad teams hang around, you allow them to, you know, have that confidence that they can beat you instead of stomping them into the to the floor and, and not giving them any belief that they can actually take you down on any given night. So if they these guys don't quit, as I said, I gave you the example Friday night against the Phoenix Suns and they came back and they won it after being down double digits, close to 20 points, you, you, you have to get them down. And as you said, not let them back up more of the MB part of imposing your will. So as a team, impose your will on this basketball team and not allow them to believe that they can actually come back and win this basketball game. It does start with the execution on the offensive end to do just that. Execute the execute the plays, smart basketball, finishing them off and not playing around with this basketball team. Secondly, get out and transition to your point, meaning get back and transition on defense so that this team does not have an opportunity to run. They don't want to play half court stuff. They want to get out and show off their speed and their athleticism in the open floor. You don't want that to happen because you can't match it. And sec- and thirdly, as always, two, two-parter on the third one, uh, rebound the basketball so you don't have a, 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 du- a repeat of what we saw on Friday uh, where it was such a, a big gap in terms of the numbers on the offensive and defensive rebounds, but also, again, just making sure you don't don't turn the basketball over. I stress it all the time because they when they seem to do it, they seem to do it in bunches, and it, it hurts them, and it hurts them in a big, big way. So uh, those are mine. Uh, again, just execute your offense defensively just be sound especially in transition uh, not allowing them to get out there in the open floor rebound the basketball and protect the basketball and i think the sixers will 
take this last one on this road trip and come back and get ready for the um, seven-game homestand that they have beginning on Friday. So those are mine. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and I, and I hope James in his minutes doesn't try to do too much, especially being back home. To your point, just play your basketball. <laughs> Minutes restrictions. Play your basketball and don't let anything else get in, in in the way. You're not that James Harden anymore. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, you can tell the good folks where they can find us. Um, uh, you know, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. That's one thing. You can make sure you follow my man D on Divine G975. And then tonight, you can listen to him on the Divine Giving Show from 6 o'clock to midnight. So what he's going to do is, it's not really – he's not going to be on it the whole time, but they, the game is, you know, before the game, he's going to do the pregame. He's going to do the show pregame, and then after the game, he's going to come right back on. So it's going to be from 6 to midnight. So, you know, listen to him. Check my man out. But also, make sure, like, again, again, follow him on Twitter, DivineG975. Follow me on Twitter, Pompey on Sixers, and read my articles in the Enquirer. Well, we appreciate you all taking the time on this Monday, getting ready for this next game. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Keith, have a good one. And uh, we'll wrap things up tomorrow after the Sixers and the Rockets. Thanks, man. All right, brother. Peace. You got it.